Now, Legal Matters. With Turner Freeman Lawyers. Determined to make a difference. Turner Freeman Lawyers join us this time every week to talk legal matters. If you've got a question for them, 131873 is a number to call. And as always, we've got a $100 Westfield voucher to give away to the best call. 131873. Dennis Kim is a personal injury lawyer with Turner Freeman in Sydney and he's on the line for us now. Dennis, thanks for joining us. Not a worry. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Now, I'll get to the calls in a moment, but I came across a very interesting article the other day about what happens when a self-driving car is involved in an accident. Mm. And there are lots of questions about who's responsible, what are the rights, what are the parties involved. Do existing laws around motor vehicle accidents take into account self-driving cars? Uh, look, they don't, not not at the moment. I mean, the way that it's set up at the moment, um, and, and I think it doesn't have to only because in Australia, my understanding is cars aren't completely driverless um, in that they require the human driver to have either their hands on the wheel or be able to take over mm. at a moment's notice. Mm. So in those circumstances, you'd still be looking at whether the driver uh, should be held accountable and liable for any accidents which were in their control to avoid because they're meant to be keeping attention still and, and take over if required. Um, I mean, it will be very interesting to see when cars become completely driverless and completely automated. That, that, will, be, that will then require the law to change. Um, in cases now where it's a defect of the vehicle which causes the accident and not the fault of the driver, um, then that's a product liability claim that you're making against the manufacturer. So in a way, yes, the current law is set up to deal with it, but not quite yet because the technology hasn't been applied to that level in Australia. Because that's the thing, isn't it? Often the, the law is well behind technolo- technological change. That's right. And it'll have to catch up when it does come to the situation, which it probably will one day, yes, where, where yes. robots and artificial intelligence will be what is in control of vehicles. Well, that's right. And, and I mean, it's quite interesting because if you think about it, uh, there'll be some very interesting ethical um, things for the law to decide on, and that will dictate the programming of the uh, avoidance software, I guess, if, if you had the choice between colliding into a tree and swerving to avoid hitting a pedestrian or you hit the pedestrian but at lower speeds to protect the driver, what what is the overarching uh, requirement of the software? I mean, there's going to be a lot of questions, very interesting ethical ones and legal ones. Yeah, absolutely. You might have a call that you want an answer to. Dennis Kim, personal injury lawyer with Turner Freeman, 131873. Margaret's called in with a question for Dennis. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Deb. Hi, Dennis. Love your show. Thank you. I had a bad fall at the back of a a supermarket and um, it was where a bollard used to be and they never cut the screws down to the ground. Now, I thought it might have been the land of the person of the um, supermarket, but I found out it was the government land and I can't find no one to fight it. Now, I've got to have a pin put in my toe. Oh, dear. That doesn't sound good, Margaret. Any help for for Margaret Dennis? I went in... I went in and reported it to them, but um, they didn't seem to do much about it. Hmm. Right, okay. Look, uh, Margaret, happy to look into that with you and and I'll give you a call after the show. Um, Important questions will be whether or not the the screw was something which could be seen by somebody reasonably or whether it was a a hidden defect and also whether notice had been given to the council about it being a risk 
Uh, but yeah, happy to go over all of that um, in detail with you after the show. Yeah, Margaret, if you can stay on the line, we'll get your details and we'll pass them on to Dennis. And just remind us too, because this is the thing, isn't it, with, with personal injury claims, there is a time limit, isn't there? There is. Um, it's a flexible time limit for... Uh, for most claims, it's a flexible time limit of three years from the date it was discoverable uh, to the plaintiff that they were injured, that their injury was severe enough to take legal action and uh, that the injury was the fault of somebody. So in some cases, it won't be for a few years after the actual accident that those three things become discoverable. Uh, it does vary in different cases and the court can forgive you and give you time extensions, but it's always best to get it in within time. All right. Three years being the, the you know, standard to go by. Yeah, three years being the, the parameter to sort of stick by. And it's great to have your company here on Afternoons, 12 minutes to two to one in Queensland. If you've got a question, we are talking legal matters with Dennis Kim from Turner Freeman Lawyers. If you've got a question, now's your chance for some free legal advice. 131 873 is the number. We're looking at personal injury law. You might have suffered an injury, a fall, and you think you might have some rights to compensation, but you're not sure about it, call in now, 131873. Dennis, we were talking about self-driving cars before the break, but in terms of motor vehicle accidents more broadly, I know a lot of the disputes are usually resolved between insurance companies, but at what point do you need to look at engaging lawyers? Uh, the matters which involve injury to the person, uh, basically, they're the ones that you should be getting legal advice about. Um, especially at the beginning of the claim, uh, when you're filling out the claim form, there's many pitfalls for claimants, and so it's it's good just to have a lawyer to assist you with that, make sure you haven't missed out any critical details, um, and also to get some advice on time limits um, for motor vehicle accidents. It, it is still three years to lodge the court proceedings, but to get what's called statutory benefits for things like uh, income loss or treatment expenses, you're meant to be getting your claim form in within 28 days of the actual accident, and if not, then at least within three months of the accident, and if not, then you need to have a good reason mm. and to set it out in a stat deck. So um, all, all good reasons to get some legal advice straight off um, when you've been injured. I guess that begs the question too, though, because, you know, you might be involved in an accident, you might feel fine, but you develop a pain, a back pain or, you know, some sort of pain a few months down the track. That 28-day time limit, though, can you can you override that if it, if the injury is, is apparent further down the track? Oh, that, that is a very good point, um, yes. And that, that goes to the reasonable um, explanation for delay to excuse you for the late submission of the claim. So, yes, especially if it's been documented when, when you go to the doctor and say, look, I was in this car accident, it was maybe three, four months ago and only started to hurt around now and nothing else has happened since then, et cetera, mm. et cetera. And, and that's all documented and supports your application. Then, yes, that, that is all considered. And obviously with the having proof of what's occurred so many people have got cameras on their cars that sort of that sort of evidence oh, is pretty helps. invaluable isn't it yes definitely yeah all right 131873 peter's got a question hi peter hi yeah just to give you an example i had a motor vehicle uh, damaged um on a road that was in a council area when i uh, first got the damage, I contacted the roads and transport. They couldn't have been more helpful. Said we'd get a crew on it and go to this website. You may be able to make a claim for the damage to the vehicle. Um, then they contacted me back and said, no, it's a council 
road. Uh. And the council basically treated me extremely shabbily. Um, I had the witnesses in the car because it was a hire car. They gave me their details. I took photographs of the huge hole that was in the road. And the car was severely damaged, enough to push the rear axle back where the wheel was hitting the, wow. the part of the car. So that was my business, and I couldn't uh, operate uh, whilst uh, it was in that condition. So I had to get it repaired. Took photographs of the area of the car, got a report from a mechanic. Uh, the long and short of it is I basically ran out of steam with writing to the council, uh, and they said to me, look, if we knew that that road was in that condition before, we'd accept liability, but they referred to me some council's act mm. that because they weren't aware of it and they probably wouldn't know which contractor caused the damage to the road, uh, that they said they had no, uh, no, I had no recourse with oh, them. Let's see if, if Dennis has got any, any recourse you might be able to take up. Dennis? Sure. Look, uh, first off, that sounds like a, a commercial or a property dispute more than a personal injury one, but we have lawyers that can help with that, and, and I'll get your details afterwards to pass you on to them. Uh, in terms of notice and counsel, if, if it's the same principles which apply to personal injury matters, then the counsel is correct in pointing out that they need to have had either actual notice or constructive notice, meaning that they ought to have known because the relevant people were informed of the defect in the road. And, and that law protecting the counsel in personal injury matters anyway is, is because counsel can't be expected to know and, and um, be aware of absolutely every hole in every road and every footpath. Uh, so if somebody has put them on notice about it, it's been logged by the relevant parties, then they are liable if something actually happens. It, it is very tough. It's a real chicken and egg though, isn't it? it because you know, because if is. someone suffers an injury because of it, they're letting them know, but then they're not, not able to get any compensation. It's quite harsh because unless someone's let them know before that injury, yeah. um, they, could, they could escape liability. It is, it is quite a harsh rule. Councils are quite protected in that way. Yeah. All right, Peter, worth investigating. Stay on the line, we'll get you deep. Details though, and Steve, a quick one from you. Yeah, I was in a supermarket. Um, I had a sense something was coming up behind. I turned around in time to have one of those really tall shelf uh, trolleys slam into me. Mm. Um, uh, I was knocked out. I uh, came to. I was helped up to the manager's office. Um, Ambulances were called. I've had a uh, sustained neck injury since then and, um, and knee injury Goodness. as a result of it. Um, I requested a copy of the, through, through my solicitors, and it's a big, uh, well-known uh, supermarket chain. I requested a copy of the CCTV footage mm. because um, uh, my lawyer got to the fact that the uh, the they were skylarking. There were two of them oh. racing each other with these big uh, shelf stacking. Steve, I might, I might, I think you're going to definitely have some some uh, recourse here. I'm going to put you in contact with Dennis because I'm sure he wants to investigate. Time is against us, unfortunately. But Steve, if you can stay on the line, I'll put you through to Dennis. And uh, Dennis, if you can follow that up with it, that'll be much appreciated. Sure thing, Deb. Good on you. Dennis Kim there from Turner Freeman Lawyers. If you want to get in touch with them, Dennis or any of the lawyers, visit turnerfreeman.com.au or call 13 43 63.